navigate the journey to becoming a great lawyer with expert guidance on topics that range from trial skills to corner office management. Here you will learn how to tap into your potential for legal greatness. I'm Andrew Smiley, and this is The Mentor, ESQ. So it's the start of 2022, and we are just about two years into this pandemic. And unfortunately, there appears to be no end in sight, which is just surprising to all of us, I know. And in the last almost two years, uh, it's been tough. It's been tough for the world. It's been tough for us individually and our family members and work life and a lot of negatives that come with the pandemic, of course. But there's also a lot of positives that have come about as a result of this pandemic. And that's what I'd like to focus on at this stage of where we're at and at the beginning of a new year is to focus on the positives and the way that we can uh, use those positives and think about the good things that we've learned and where we are on our journey uh, in life and our journey to being a great lawyer, which we all are still on, including myself. That journey is something that never ends. It's something, it's a, it's a path that continues. And, you know, we always need to take a moment to reflect on where we are on that journey and make sure that, uh, you know, we're happy with things because if we're not, now is the time to change it. You never have to stay stuck in a rut or change it, you know? So one of the things that has been really positive as a result of this pandemic, especially in the legal profession, has been the efficiency. And I've noticed it, and I know many of you have noticed it because we've talked about it. It's the efficiency without having to sit around in court forever. It's the efficiency of not having to travel. It's the ability to do depositions and mediations by Zoom and court appearances uh, by Zoom, by phone, and not as much running around. And that removes a layer of stress. It saves time and it makes us most more efficient. And I certainly have been more efficient within the last year. We've all had to learn to adapt in ways that many of us never even thought uh, we could prior to this pandemic. Many of us couldn't even imagine being able to work at 100% capacity level remotely, being digital, not having actual files, being able to see each other, uh, how to do things on Zoom, where a few years ago to many people, they didn't even know what that meant. And now it's part of our daily existence. So I've had a very interesting last year, and I want to share my journey and where it's been and share that with you. And, you know, it started off with uh, one-on-ones that I've been doing. Uh, many of you have been kind enough to reach out to me and join me for a one-on-one. And I started them a few months ago. Uh, and I put out there that if you'd like to meet with me for a half hour Zoom uh, to chat about cars, law, mentoring, life, anything, I'd like, I'd like to meet with you. And at first, I didn't know if anybody would take me up on it. And sure enough, people have taken me up on it. And I'm really thrilled. To date, I've done uh, 55 one-on-ones with uh, individuals. So that's, uh, I don't know, about 60 hours or so of uh, time or half of that. And, um, you know, I've really gotten to enjoy meeting 
so many different lawyers in our profession. And I expect to continue to do these 101s uh, forever, every month. I've opened up my calendar. I've blocked out some time. I'd love for you, if you're interested, to join me for half an hour just to get to know each other. Uh, we could talk about anything. I've talked about referrals. I've, as a result of it, I've gotten cases. I've given out cases, made new uh, professional colleagues, uh, just talked about fishing, driving cars, uh, working out, uh, trial skills, whatever it may be. So it's really easy. If you're interested, please uh, go to my website, thementoresq.com, and you'll see on the website uh, where to sign up for a one-on-one with me. And we can, we can do that. And I look forward to meeting with you. But what I've learned is that all of these people and lawyers who I've met, they're all individuals and we are all individuals. And that's kind of sounds silly to say, but prior to doing these one-on-ones and prior to this world where we can just meet each other on a screen and, and talk for half an hour, um, we would all sort of fall behind labels, not intentionally, but naturally. Someone would see me and say, oh, Andrew Smiley, he's a plaintiff's lawyer. Uh, he's X, Y, and Z. Or there's so-and-so, oh, he's with a defense firm. Oh, that place is small. That place is big. They do good work. They don't do good work. He does this. She does that. And not really knowing the person. Because all you've done is you've, you've, you've met these other lawyers through the cases that you're involved in, or even in your own firm. And by meeting one-on-one -on -one with these individuals, I really got the behind-the-scenes look into these lawyers as people. And what makes us all unique and good lawyers is what we bring to the table as people. We can't separate the two. If you're a happy person in life, you're gonna be a happy person as an attorney. If you're a miserable person in life, you're gonna be a miserable lawyer. And we've all met those miserable lawyers that scream and yell and just fight you on everything. And you can be certain that that miserable lawyer probably has a miserable life. <laughs> they, they take it out on you in the case that you're working with. So I've met young lawyers, recent graduates of law school, looking to find their way in the legal world, especially in these uncertain times. I've met older attorneys, I, I met with an attorney who's 87 years old who just retired from being a public defender his entire life. And he's miserable because he's retired and he wants to get back in the courtroom. But his body's slowing down on him and his mind's slowing down. And he shared with me his reflections from a career in law as a public defender. And I met everyone in between. Some lawyers are struggling. Some are, are thriving. Some are happy where they are. Some are not. And many, many, many lawyers are at a crossroads right now, which I found to be really interesting because the pandemic has opened our eyes to a different life, life outside of the daily commute, life outside of being in the office all the time, being able to do work early in the morning, late at night, uh, have lunch with your family or children or spouse or friends, uh, having more quality of lifetime, I have found has been a common theme and people like that. I like it. I've been enjoying my quality of life. I've been able to spend in this last year or so a lot more time with my family and with hobbies and doing things that I love, like driving sports cars, uh, building model Legos, uh, reading, writing, uh, doing things like my podcast, uh, 
just getting outside for walks and exercise and fresh air. And I, I've learned that a lot of people are having a better quality of life, surprisingly. And it shows that we can control our journey. And when we are at a crossroads, we have an opportunity to make choices to make our journey better. Now, interestingly, I turned 50 in the last year and I still feel like a kid. I don't feel older. I feel great. I feel, I tell everyone, I feel like I'm in a relay race uh, and someone's just handed me the baton and I'm taking it and running. I feel energized. And I think that's in large part because I've been able to do a lot of different things. I've had the freedom now uh, to be efficient and focus my energies on many things that I just didn't have the time to do previously. And I've spoken with others around my age. And, you know, if you, if you, if you're my age or around my age or older or younger, everyone's heard of this phrase of midlife crisis. And I think what it really is, is that by the time you're around 50 years old, you've been doing what you're doing for a long, long enough time. If you start as a lawyer and you're in your late twenties, mid twenties, by the time you're hitting 50, you've been doing this for 25 years and we can all get burnt out doing the same old thing day in and day out. And it's a tough profession. We deal in an adversarial profession. Uh, we have clients that we have to answer to. We have partners, we have colleagues, we, you know, we have judges, we have deadlines. We have a lot of stress. And uh, many of us are business owners and that adds another layer of stress. And when you've been doing it for 25 years, sometimes you say, you know, this is just, I, I, what am I gonna do now? I just, I can't keep going at this pace. And I thought it was really sort of a midlife crisis thing, but I, I think it's the pandemic has made this crossroads for people who aren't in a midlife crisis, younger lawyers, older lawyers, because they're saying, listen, I'm, I'm kind of okay with being able to see my kids more. I'm okay being able to have a phone and a laptop and have a mobile office. And if my kid says, I want to go to Vermont for a week to, you know, for an activity, um, can you go? That happened to me this summer. My daughter wanted to go up to Vermont for something. And I said, sure, I've got my laptop. As long as I have Wi-Fi at the hotel we stay at. Sure enough, I had a federal court conference. I logged in and did it from there. I didn't have to be in person. And it opened up these doors. So many people are at a crossroads now because life is just so different. And they're thinking about making a change. And people have reached out to me to discuss this crossroads. And I've been honored to be someone that uh, people have thought to reach out to, to basically get my thoughts on things. And the common theme is that people are looking for a better quality of life. People are looking for something that's going to get them excited, make them want to get up each day and be happy with what they're doing. Uh, something that might be just different. Uh, and there's lots of opportunities to do that. And the common theme when I get to the end of it with someone is I say, go for it. Clearly, you've indicated this is something of interest to you. It's something that gets you excited. The thought of doing it, of taking a chance, go for it, do it. And that's what I encourage you to do. If you're at any type of crossroads and there's something you've thought about doing, do it. Don't delay. Make a plan. Do it smartly. But do it. Because life is precious. We all know that. I've known that basically all my life growing up in an area of uh, law where people get seriously injured or die uh, without any warning. They leave the house one day and the next thing you know, their life or their family's life is turned 
uh, upside down because of an unexpected event or accident. So I've always tried to live my life to enjoy every moment smartly and safely. And I think it's important that we all do that, that we enjoy our journey. There's never an end to the journey. You know, we're not all working towards a goal and we reach that goal and say, oh, I did it. I'm a great lawyer. I'm a great person. My journey's done. You don't do that. You're always on a journey of becoming a better person, of becoming a better husband, spouse, uh, husband, wife, partner, uh, parent, child, friend, lawyer. And the way that you can do that is by enjoying each day and finding fulfillment in it. There's an expression of be where your feet are. Uh, I used to battle with this. I'd, I'd worry so much, worry about, oh, what about this case? Or what about this client? Or what about this with the business? Or whatever it may be. And it's all stuff that was in the future that wouldn't necessarily come, come to bear instead of enjoying where I was. How many of you have been on vacation or been out with friends or family and your mind's off worrying and wondering about something else? You have to focus and enjoy your, where you are at the time that you're there. And if you're in a life situation or a work situation that's not allowing you to do that when you want to do that, then it's time to think about a change. I will tell you that um, no big change is easy. And, um, but once you make that change or you do something that you've always wanted to do, but were afraid to do it, when you look back to the time that you decided to make that change, you say, thank goodness I did it. It's kind of like going up on the, to go bungee jumping and you're standing up on the edge of that cliff and you're petrified. You do not want to jump off because you're scared, but you jump off. And once you jump off, you're screaming and laughing and thrilled and you've done something you never thought you'd do in your life. And you're so glad you did it. And that's big decisions in life are, are, are kind of like that. So it's important that when, if you do find yourself at a crossroads, you think about it, speak to your confidence, whether it's family member, colleague, friend, me, I'm always happy to chat with you about it and give you my objective thoughts. But if you are at a crossroads for whatever reason, um, do what is going to excite you and focus on quality of life. Quality of life is something that doesn't get enough attention in our profession as lawyers. Um, and I think it's really important that we all make sure that we have an appropriate and fulfilling quality of life, because that's why we're here. Look, obviously, you need to make money to support your family and your lifestyle. But there comes a point when you have to stop chasing uh, the dollar, so to speak. And I see this as a problem with a lot of younger lawyers uh, that will interview for jobs, say, well, this firm offered me 100000 but this other one offered me 120000 and they're just looking at a salary and they're not thinking at all about the benefits that may come with the lesser salary position. Maybe it's less hours, maybe it's better cases, maybe it's more days off or having more access to partners that'll mentor you and work with you and not being thrown off on your own or being able to learn, um, being understanding when you need to take time off to be with your family or children. My firm is very small, four lawyers and four support staff, and quality of life is very important to me and everyone in my firm. People need time off, I give it to them uh, to be with their families or to clear their mind or whatever they need, as long as they're getting their work done. And responsible people will get their work done and you'll get your work done uh, and you can find that balance. So make the time for yourself. One of the things that uh, 
I think helps is vacation and personal time. I just got back from vacation last week and I take two vacations a year, two weeks a year that I take vacation. The rest of the time I'm 24 seven available to my clients, my colleagues, my office, everybody. Everyone reaches me and I'm always working and always on the go. But two weeks a year, uh, one, one time usually in March and one around the Christmas break, I take vacation with my family and I turn off my phone. I disconnect, take the watch off, turn the phone off for the week. I don't go on Wi-Fi. I don't look at email. I don't text. And I truly do it. I truly disconnect. And before I go away, I prepare for that. I tell everyone I know in my office, my friends, I'm going to be away. I'm going to be off the grid. You are not going to be able to reach me. I let them know uh, a number where they can in an emergency, where either where I'm staying or a family member I'm with who I know will have the phone on. I reach out to all my clients who I'm actively involved in a major case for, and I let them know I'm going to be off the grid and who will be available to assist them. And then I do it. And I go off the grid for a whole week. And it's amazing. I, and, I, and I recommend you do it. Nobody is so important that you have to be available. You can deputize someone. You let everybody know I'm away. Settle your affairs. And just disconnect. We are in a 24-7 world where it is just so difficult to disconnect. People DM you. They post. They text you. They call you. They email you. Everybody wants an answer right away. Everybody wants to reach out to you. Um, you're, you're in a news cycle. You're reading things constantly. It's just, it's too much sometimes. So vacation's important. It's a good time to clear your mind, to help you prioritize, whether you're physically going away on vacation or staying local or staycation. Disconnect, be with the people who are important to you, do what you love if it's taking time for a hobby or to be with a specific friend or family member. It's going to make you a better person. It's going to help give you perspective. It's important to step off of the, the wheel, the hamster wheel that we're all on the majority of the time because it'll give you, it'll give you um, that 10,000 foot view. Uh, to see, you know, if you're happy where you are and if you want to make changes and what you can do to make your quality of life better. Um, now, many of you know that I like to ask the question of people, what does it mean to be a great lawyer? In fact, my very first episode uh, of this podcast a few years ago is the journey to becoming a great lawyer. And I'm on that journey. And I think if someone wants to be a great lawyer, they're always going to be on that journey. And it's interesting. I wonder what people think when they see that title of the episode, The Journey to Being a Great Lawyer. Just the title alone. Do they think that I'm saying I'm a great lawyer, which I'm not saying that? Is it saying this is what you need to do to be a great lawyer? Am I defining what a great lawyer is? And no, I'm not doing that either. We all have our own definition of what it means to be a great lawyer. It's very subjective. So if you've listened to my podcast, you know when I interview people, I always ask them at the end how they define being a great lawyer. And then I threw out the question to thousands of lawyers uh, at my CLE presentations or my email lists or um, the various people that I run into. And uh, I got dozens of responses to that question. What does it mean to be a great lawyer? Most tellingly, not one response talked about 
any kind of financial success. Not one response talked about making a lot of money. Not one response talked about getting the biggest verdicts. Uh, not one response talked about having material possessions. None of them did. The overwhelming theme that came through in the responses of what it means to be a great attorney was being ethical, being honest, being respectful of your adversaries, informing your clients, which you know is one of my big mantras, being available for your clients when they need you, uh, and giving them good, sound, heartfelt counsel and advice. Not being afraid to tell your clients something they may not want to hear uh, or that there may be a problem with their case. Not being afraid of knowing your limitations and knowing when to bring in the assistance of someone who can help you because they may have an area of expertise in an area that you don't. Many people said being a great lawyer is the ability to continue to learn in different areas of law and gain knowledge. And I agree with all of these. I agree with all of these. Uh, people have asked me what my definition is of a great lawyer. And I laugh and I say, you know, it's constantly developing. Um, and I think it will change. And if I were to ask you to type up your definition right now, and then in 10 years, type up your definition, I think it's going to change. It's different to all of us. At the present moment, on my journey, I'm at a stage now where I think it's important to share uh, what I've learned along my journey. For me, that's where I'm at right now. That's why I'm doing a new series every season of my CLEs on different topics. Uh, I've completed uh, a trial skills series. I've completed, I had to litigate a personal injury case series, and I'm just about to start a series on how to litigate a catastrophic automobile accident case. And I have to tell you that so many lawyers in the one-on-ones have reached out to me, particularly younger lawyers, and thanked me because no one's actually taught them how to conduct a cross-examination. And no one's taught them how to prepare for a deposition properly. It's surprising to me, actually, how many lawyers have not been given adequate training or guidance uh, from the firms that have employed them. And they just get thrown in uh, to, to the weeds and told to learn it and do it. And so I'm really happy that I'm able to offer guidance and training to lawyers. And that's very fulfilling to me. So at my point of my journey, uh, my current definition of, of, of what it takes to be a great lawyer is a lawyer who can continue to share with what he or she has learned and help others. Uh, I've been working on trying to better the profession. Many of you know that I talk about the importance of civility, the importance of having respect for the lawyer that your adversary is with, because that lawyer is a person just like you behind the scenes. They've got stress, they've got pressure, they've got clients to answer to, they've got bosses to answer to, they've got responsibilities at home uh, that they have to manage. So we're all just trying to do a job. And I think collectively, uh, we can make the profession better if we have a little more understanding of what we are all going through. So. That is one of the things that I'm doing on my journey and my definition of a great lawyer is when you are at a place where you can help somebody in the profession or better it, you should do that. And, um, and I've tried to 
keep things interesting in the last year. In addition to running all of my cases, I've been meeting other lawyers. I've been uh, doing my podcasts and my CLEs. And I'm working now on uh, codifying a lot of my CLE lectures into books, which is pretty exciting. Many of you have seen my eBooks, but I'm actually gonna put out books. And what's exciting about this is that all of the profits from the books are going to be uh, donated to a cause that many of you know I'm really serious about called the Water Project. And the Water Project, uh, there's information on it at uh, the Mentor ESQ website. And the goal of the Water Project is to bring clean, potable, drinkable water to communities in Sub-Saharan Africa where they don't have the ability to go to a faucet and turn it on and get water. Forget about bottled water, forget about purified water. They have to walk from small villages barefoot with jugs to dirty water two miles to bring it back, to boil it and try and use it at schools, kids, homes, villages. And when I learned about this organization many years ago, I just couldn't, couldn't imagine that that still exists in today's world. With all the material things we all have around us, of that there are people that can't get water to drink, that can't uh, wash their hands or have clean bathrooms uh, facilities because of it. So I've been involved with the Water Project and anything that I do that can generate money, like uh, downloading an ebook, I ask people on my website to make a contribution voluntarily to the Water Project. And when I put out my book, I'll put it up on Amazon, I'll figure out the right price for it, and every single cent of it is going to go um, to the Water Project. So for me, that is very fulfilling. It makes me happy. It makes me enjoying my journey that I can do something that's self-fulfilling as an attorney. Uh, I can make a difference. I can help other lawyers. Uh, and then the benefits of that can all go to help out uh, people on a continent far away who I've never met to, to give them water. So the reason I share all this with you, it's the same reason that I open up my trial notebook in my CLE uh, lectures that I give on trial skills and how to litigate cases. I share my work products and my notes. I'd also like to share with you what I'm doing behind the scenes. A lot of people ask me, what are you up to? What are you doing these days? Uh, because for me, I like to do things that get me excited, that make me feel that I'm contributing in some way. And we can all do that on multiple levels. There's always something you can do to help somebody out, uh, to be involved, to get, to get involved with something. So I just want to encourage you to do that in the year ahead. 2022 can be a fantastic year for you. If you assess your situation and if you're very happy with where you're at, think about why you're happy and share that with others, help others to get to that level. If you're not happy, then fix it. We all make our own choices. We all make our own choices. And it's up to you to make good choices. The way you do that is by talking it out, thinking about it, doing your research. Uh, but be happy and take control of your journey and enjoy the journey. That's what life's about. We have to enjoy what we're doing. And we're very fortunate as lawyers that we have an extra level of training um, that allows us to do a lot of things. It's not like we're pigeonholed that we only know how to um, be a plumber 
or uh, an automotive repair person, and that's the only skill you have, or even a, a medical professional, all you know is orthopedics, and that's all you know. As a lawyer, because of our training, uh, how to analyze, because of our law degree, there's so many things we can take that, that knowledge and education and background to. I spoke with a colleague who's thinking of switching from insurance defense to a whole other area of law uh, that involves um, financing, uh, which is a, a big deal. And someone's looking for a general counsel. And there's private companies that need lawyers that have experience with litigation, that have experience with analyzing things. And so you can always make a move. You don't have to be stuck in the rut you're in, whether you're a new lawyer or a seasoned lawyer. Um, or if you run your own practice or have your own, think about ways you can change it up. Think about ways you can make it more interesting and more fulfilling. Because at the end of the day, we're here to enjoy this journey and I'm confident you can do so. And I'm happy to help you with that. So I thank you for listening uh, to me rant for a bit, but I just thought it would be the appropriate time at the beginning of this year, just to touch base, let you know where my head's at, where I think things are at. Uh, Many people have asked me what I see if I could look into my crystal ball with our profession looking ahead. And I think our profession is very dynamic. Uh, I think it's adaptable. I see that we've been able to adapt to the problems of uh, in-person uh, matters by being remote, by doing other ways. And hopefully things are gonna get back to norm more normal, more normalcy at some point. But we, I think our profession will be here for a long time. It will continue to adapt and grow. I think there's room for all of us to have success. Uh, if we're willing to listen to others, if we're willing to adapt, to make hard decisions, to make changes. So hang in there, do what you're doing. Continue to listen, continue to learn, continue to better yourself and continue to enjoy your journey. And I hope you will uh, sign up to do a one-on-one -on -one with me and I look forward to meeting with you and uh, speaking with you soon. And thanks for listening to the Mentor ESQ podcast. If you've been enjoying it, please share it with others, like it. I appreciate those uh, reviews and uh, it helps, helps spread the word uh, of trying to make things better for our legal community and help people to become great lawyers on their journey. Have a great 2022 and I'll speak with you soon.